0: pick a film podcast i'm geneva and i'm tatum we are two friends who love movies and love sharing them with each other each week we normally take turns picking a film that is close to our hearts and talk about why it moves us but this week we are hopping on for a quick reaction pod to the academy award nominations which were released this morning as of this recording um Tatum and I have not yet discussed them at all with each other so a lot of
1: self-control was uh, yes
0: <laughs> I am very excited to get into this conversation um yeah so let's just dive right into it so well just, can we can we yeah. start
1: actually just by sharing our top 10 films of the year just to have like a palette oh, start? from the beginning of these oh. are our favorites so that we have a reference for sure everything else
0: yeah absolutely all right so yeah to to start off we will just kind of run down what are our personal top ten movies of the year you know what are we thinking which may or may not align with the academy um, but honestly overall it's been such a strong year for movies so strong it's it's great so yeah embarrassment of riches. so Tatum, do you want to start?
1: Sure I'll just do uh so mine are ranked I don't know if yours are ranked Geneva, but eh, I- sort of okay. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time on this ranking over the last few weeks, but it still doesn't feel entirely solid, but it's solid enough. Um, So I'll start with 10 and then I'll move up to one. So number 10 is Hayao Miyazaki's film, The Boy and the Heron. Number nine is Greta Gerwig's film, Barbie. Number eight is Takashi Yamazaki's film, Godzilla, minus one. It's incredible. Number seven is Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Number six is Justine Triette's Anatomy of a Fall. Number five is Jonathan Glazer's The Zone of Interest. Number four is Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things. Number three is Celine Song's Past Lives. Number two is, there's three directors, Joaquin Dos Santos, Justin K. Thompson, and Kemp Powers. And that is for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and my number 1 is directed by Andrew High All of Us Strangers. So Very nice. Yes. So I'll just say it one more time from 10 up to 1. The Boy and the Heron, Barbie, Godzilla Minus One, Killers of the Flower Moon, Anatomy of a Fall, The Zone of Interest, Poor Things, Past Lives, Into the Spider-Verse and All of Us Strangers. Very nice. And um just to give uh context as
0: well. Are there any films from this year that you have not yet had a chance to mm, see or good is have you seen basically everything that you had an interest in?
1: I've seen pretty much everything that I've been interested in except for Perfect Days, which is a mm. Japanese, I'm pretty sure Japanese film that was nominated for best international feature. Um it comes to the Music Box in February. I will mm. be seeing that one, but aside from that, I have seen everything that I've wanted to see. I think The most notable films that are nominated here that I haven't seen because I have no interest are Maestro, have zero interest in seeing that movie, (laughs) and also um, American Fiction. It's not that I have zero interest in seeing that movie. It's just not something where I feel a lot of urgency to see it, but I will watch it eventually. But other than that, I feel pretty good. Okay.
0: Very nice. Yeah. For me... um... I have not yet seen Zone of Interest, which has finally come to Boston. I just need to find a time to go into the city because it's not yet come out here to the suburbs. Um, Poor Things I've Not Seen and All of Us Strangers I've Not Yet Seen. I hope to see that very soon.
1: Mm. I'm going to see it again this week. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do it. Do it. Um. So I did not write down the directors of all of these films. <laughs> I'm just looking off my letterbox list. Um. But so going from ten to one, and um, my top three are s- pretty much set in stone. But everything mm-hmm. else, um, is basically unranked.
1: Okay. Gotcha.
0: All right. So I already starting... know what
1: your number one is.
0: <laughs> oh well. I mean. <laughs>
1: I genuinely have no idea what the rest of yours will be, though, because I feel like this is a year where you and I just have very different taste.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, like I was saying to you before we started recording, this year has been such a strong year for movies, and there are so many things in the sort of 11 to 20 spot on my list mm-hmm. that easily could slot into the top 10. Yeah. It's just kind of a, a matter of sort of where I'm feeling today versus tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What are things that kind of have stuck with me versus things that I acknowledge are excellent, but just didn't stick as much. And then also just kind of looking at what the Oscars rewarded and kind of thinking, well, let me get a few things in here that the Oscars overlooked, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, totally. All right. So starting with number 10 is Showing Up, the Kelly Reichardt film. I know technically that premiered at festivals in 2022, but it did not release theatrically in the United States until 2023, so I'm counting it. Um, number nine, American Fiction. Number eight, The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and I love snakes. that so much. <laughs> and What can I say? I'm a big Hunger Games fan. Uh, number seven, Society of the Snow. Number six, May, December. Mm, number five. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Number five, John Wick Chapter Four. number four, Asteroid City, number three, The Holdovers, number two, Killers of the Flower Moon, and number one, Oppenheimer.
1: I actually was spot on for your top three. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, you know me well. And I think just to kind of cross-reference, in terms of our top tens, we only have...
0: Do we have One anything in, else common, in common apart which is from Killers, of, killers the of, of the Flower Moon?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you have Asteroid City or May, December? Uh, no. Asteroid City is an honorable mention. May, December. Okay. It's still a movie where I don't know how to rank it because that movie mm. horrifies me so much. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Um,
0: and like <laughs> Anatomy of a Fall, Past Lives, The Color Purple. Those are all
1: right outside of my top 10. Those are yeah. all ranked
0: really highly for me.
1: Yeah, and you know I have the holdovers right outside of my top ten. I also want to shout out to movies that I'm not seeing really in any sort of conversation anywhere that I think mm. should be recognized. One of them is Rye Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie is very, very good. Uh, it's streaming on Hulu. I highly recommend you see Rye Lane. Um, I have that
0: on my list of um, should have received, could have received a cinematography nomination. Mm, yeah
1: um Among and, other things. And then another one, this movie is not perfect, but it still is very good. It's um Are You There God? It's Me Margaret. No one Ooh. is talking about this movie even when it came out. I feel like no one was talking about this movie. Um I like it a lot and so I just want to mention this film. It's definitely okay. yeah. not worthy of being on any top 10 <laughs> lists, but it is a movie that I do think people should see.
0: So. Yeah, actually, I left that off my list of movies I've not yet caught up with, but that's one of them. I really want to see it, especially for, um. I'm a big Rachel McAdams fan, and her mm-hmm. performance is being really talked about in that film. All right, great. Well, now that we've got that kind of baseline, which I, I honestly love how different our lists are. So different. <laughs> it's
1: so different. It's great. But I will also say <laughs> so a, a fair see. amount of the movies that are on my top 10, you just haven't seen. So It's true. It's true yeah
0: yeah benefits of living near the music box um (sighs) i love it so much (laughs) as you should um okay so why don't we start diving into the actual oscar nominations do you want to just like my thought i don't know if you have thoughts about how to structure this conversation my thought was kind of Maybe give a few overall thoughts about the nominations this year and sure. then kind of start with some of the craft categories and then kind of work our way up into talking about the the sort of above the line, like major categories. Um, sure. I don't know,
1: what, are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's, okay. that's fine. This is super casual conversation. Yep. <laughs> Anyone listening to this, because we're recording this literally Tuesday night and we want this to come out tomorrow morning, this episode will not be edited at all. I'll just be Mm -hmm. uploading it. So (laughs) do with that what you will. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So overall thoughts about the nominees this year? So I will say, so this list came out today. I am back at work. So I haven't really had a lot of time to ponder what is here. Um, But I will say that with the exception of a few extreme upsets, in my opinion, I do kind of like... The the nominees that we have this year, there are some movies that are in my top 10 that I think deserve to be recognized, but I was very aware that they're a long shot. <laughs> Whereas there are other things that I thought were kind of a, a shoe in for being recognized and they just straight up weren't. Um, I'm very, very shocked at the high amount of nominations that Maestro has here. Um, I have not seen that movie but I don't feel like I need to in order to know that there were lots of other movies that could have taken its place. Um, but I I don't know who Bradley Cooper paid. Uh, he, <laughs> he has a hard on for winning an Oscar. Um, <laughs> the
0: Oscars really love Bradley Cooper is the thing. Like he's been nominated multiple times.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, I, I don't really get it, but that's kind of the biggest thing for me that I'm like, why is this getting so much recognition? But, I don't know. There's got to be at least one movie every year, I guess. Um I'm thrilled that Saltburn is nowhere on here. I do not like that movie <laughs> at all. Um I, you know, the internet's going crazy. I'm sure everyone knows this, but I am very upset that Greta Gerwig did not receive a best director nomination and also that Margot Robbie did not receive a best actress nomination. I think that's quite strange. Um and then getting on my pedestal, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before but how the Academy doesn't really recognize things outside of their normal genre of whatever. Um, I'm very upset that into the spider verse was not nominated for best picture. Um, I think that it is an incredible accomplishment. Uh, we've never seen a movie like this before the time and the effort that, that went into making this and the creativity behind it, Um it's, it's atrocious to me that this movie was only nominated for best animated feature. I I think that's incredibly unfair. And I think it's purely because the Academy is biased against films that are not, you know, tr- traditional dramas, or something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- all of my other thoughts are kind of getting into specifics of the categories, So I guess I can I can hold off on that. But overall, I'm less angry at the nominations this year than I've been <laughs> in years past. Um, the main thing is I just don't understand Maestro here. I think it's taken spots that other movies and other actors and things should have should have had instead. Um, mm-hmm. and there's some Barbie shockers for me here. But other than that, I'm honestly kind of fine with it. So yeah. Yeah.
0: I largely feel the same. I'm I'm really excited about this pool of nominees. <laughs> They're there really isn't anything here where I'm thinking this is just an out-and-out, out, you know, absolute atrocity, which has not always been the case with the Oscar nominees. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are definitely quibbles that I have here and there, and I'll talk about them a little bit as we go through. You know, places where I would think, oh, I, I really wish this has been had been bumped so that this thing could get in instead. But yeah, for the most part, I'm, I'm really excited about this uh, crop of nominees. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to? Okay. So why don't we start talking about some of these kind of um, below the line craft categories?
1: Um, Can I just say see. right off the bat? Yes. All the power and all the respect to shorts and documentaries. Mm. The, I I respect them to the upteenth degree. It's just hard to watch them and hard to see them. So. It's not that you don't deserve to be talked about, and it's not that you don't matter. It's just, how do I see you? I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Music Box does a, does a short screening every year where they do all mm. of the live action shorts and all the animated shorts, but that has not happened yet. So, <clears throat> yes. I respect all of you. We are two people who have
0: not been to whatever film festivals right. these things are screening at. We do not have access to them,
1: so we will. Yes respectfully skip them, uh, <laughs> skip them. Yeah. would you rather have us not talk about you at all than talk Just about judge them you based strong on opinions, even though we don't know anything about it
0: so yeah yeah uh okay all right well let's start with let's see uh we've got best sound here we've got best costume design makeup and hairstyling pick, <laughs> pick one pick <laughs> one yeah. so many good things i was really excited to see um in costume design uh Barbie, I think, is a really excellent nominee for that. Um, It is very disappointing that it didn't make it into makeup and hairstyling, which Mm. I know it wasn't on the long list as well, and people were talking about that. I don't know what the reasoning for that is, but um, the costumes certainly are an excellent thing to recognize. Honestly, I feel like there are other things that I, as much as I love Oppenheimer, I would have bumped them from costume design and makeup and hairstyling. Um, I was trying to think what are the things that I would have uh, put in costume design honestly I think the costumes in the Hunger Games movie Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes there's some really inventive futuristic um, costumes in that film that are very significant for the characters and who they are and the, the development that they go over I would have loved to see that recognized instead um, but you know that's just kind of that's just me yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like Best costume design. I mean, this year is just so strong, not not just in terms of the movies themselves, Mm -hmm. but also in terms of all of the craft categories for each of the films. Because Mm -hmm. for costume design, I think I told you this, Geneva, but I was initially... Well, for both costume design and production design, I was very positive that, oh, Barbie's going to win 100%. Like, there's no competition. And then I saw poor things, and I was like, man, Mm -hmm. I mean... And so with costume design, I'm very torn because I wish that I wish that there could be a three-way tie. Because I think Barbie, Poor Things, and Killers of the Flower Moon all have exceptional costumes. Yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon has amazing costumes. So good. I mean, they're literally designed by a Native American woman who's... It's just incredible. So I, I'm thrilled that all three of those movies got recognized. But I'm also heartbroken that only one of them will win. Because I think all of them... Are phenomenal, Um, but Poor Things is the most otherworldly because Killers of the Flower Moon is grounded in reality, and then Barbie is also kind of grounded in reality in a certain sort of way. Whereas Poor Things is like this is this is a wild world, and so because of that, the costumes are just. I, I mean. They're they're the most beautiful inventive costumes I've seen in the 21st. Some of the most beautiful ones I've seen in the 21st century. I was blown away by them. Um, So, yeah, I'm happy that all three of those movies got recognized there. And whichever one wins, I'm I'm happy for them. Um, I don't think Oppenheimer stands a chance. And I have not seen Napoleon, but we've all seen costumes like that before. So let's move on. Um, (laughs) But yeah for makeup and hairstyling I don't I'm trying to think if I have strong feelings about that I feel like even just in the very short 30 minutes that I saw of society of the snow I feel like the makeup in that was very the very makeup good. in that is is fantastic yeah yeah um maybe we could see killers of the flower moon here but maybe not I don't know I'm kind of okay with that category um yeah, I didn't
0: have a whole lot of um potential alternates. I did was kind of amused to see Oppenheimer there where I'm like what is the hair styling? Like it's fluffing Honestly, up Cillian Murphy's hair and making
1: him look like he's 25. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like put like putting Iron Claw there could work or Ooh, that, even yeah. even May December, you know how the movie as it goes on, they kind of start to have the same hair and the same other. clothing and well, all there's of that. There's that iconic scene where
0: they're standing in front of the mirror and she Julianne mm-hmm. Moore shows
1: Natalie Portman how she does her makeup. Yeah, and even the hair in Asteroid City, I feel like, and makeup too, I feel like the three of those probably could have kicked out Oppenheimer, but whatever, to each their own. Yeah, there are a lot of categories where I
0: would have, especially craft categories, where I would have loved to see Asteroid City. Asteroid City is just so otherworldly, the way it looks, you know, appropriate for a space themed movie. But, like, you know, I was like, does it go in cinematography? Does it go in production design? Like, <laughs> It just it looks like nothing else, you know, is it
1: it looks animated in certain ways, but I don't it's think it's very it is. it's very Wes Anderson. I mean, all mm-hmm. of his movies have a very similar vibe. And I think the Academy is like, how many times are we going to nominate him right, for the same yeah. thing? Um, I say nominate him every time. But <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, you guys nominate Martin <laughs> no Scorsese every time. Like so um, but yeah. What do you think about score,
0: Geneva? That's a good question. Um, the I think these are some very strong nominees. I was just re-listening to the American Fiction score at work today because I was like, I don't remember what that sounded like, and it's this really cool, like kind of quiet jazzy score, a lot of piano and saxophone, um, which really fits the vibe of the film. Um, the Killers of the Flower Moon score is an all-timer. The Oppenheimer score is, you know, one of my favorite scores of all time. It so perfectly fits the vibe of the movie. I was a little amused to see John Williams get in for Indiana Jones, which, you know, if you want a a chance to nominate John Williams one more time, sure.
1: For a score he's already done before? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, I've not listened to the Dial of Destiny score specifically, but, you know, maybe he had some some original themes in there that he hasn't used before. I, I honestly don't remember.
1: Um how is the the poor thing score? What do you remember of that? I think that it deserves a nomination. I mean it's Yorgos mm-hmm. Lanthimos so it's kind of like it it's a lot of strings and it's it's very weird and and unsettling and it it's like this interesting balance between comedy and Yeah. I I yeah. liked it. I thought it was good. Okay. Cool. I will say Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say I feel like there's a, a- A really nice diversity to the score nominees Mm. in the sense that you know the Oppenheimer score is very overpowering it's very much a character within the film itself Killers of the Flower Moon is kind of also overpowering at moments although not always as much but is very much setting kind of the the tone and the mood of the film the American fiction score is much more laid back it's definitely supporting the film but it you don't um, it's not overpowering it in the same or functioning you know the same way that the Oppenheimer score is and um, yeah so it's nice that they're kind of recognizing different ways that a score can function within a film.
1: I will say I am rooting for Killers of the Flower Moon here Mm -hmm. I did really really like the score for that film Um, but I do think that also in terms of score I'm not familiar with the score for Indiana Jones or the one for American fiction but I do think the into the Spider Verse and the Godzilla minus one scores are both very strong. Um, the way, I've... the way that in Godzilla minus one they take the original Godzilla theme and mm. really give it new life, I I just think that it's really really well done. So that's awesome. Oh, I've also also, Barry... also I am absolutely shocked that the score for the Boy and the Heron is okay, not. Here. I was just
0: gonna say I'm I've heard absolutely, absolutely shocked, shocked things about that score.
1: I mean, I forget the his name, but it's the same guy who does all of the scores for Hayao Miyazaki. And all of them are incredible. And several of them, I think, have been nominated before. And it's so strange to me that it was left out here. But I also, part of me is like, I'm not surprised that Academy members haven't seen The Boy and the Heron. But also, I'm very surprised because I'm like, <laughs> is is Miyazaki not as famous as I think he is? Because I feel like he's a pretty big deal. And this is his last film, but... I don't know. Maybe people just didn't know, see last it. Last film for now. But at least it made it into animated feature. It would have been,
0: would have been ridiculous if it had not.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, I'm very this... I'm very happy to have that movie in my top 10. It moved mm-hmm. in and out several times because I was juggling it with um, the holdovers and the color purple. But I was like, I, I need, Gotta I, I desperately need this movie <laughs> to be in my top 10. And so I put it at
0: number 10. Nice. Nice. Well, on a similar note, uh, thoughts on the best original
1: song category? I, I'm i sorry. Unpopular opinion. I don't like the I'm Just Ken song. I think it's very strange what? that it's like a radio hit. Oh, um, I love it. <laughs> I think it's a great song within the context of the movie. Mm. But I would if I was just listening to that on the radio and didn't know it was from a movie, I would be like, what? I'm turning this off. I'm changing the station. What is this? Um, My brother
0: introduced me to a uh, disco playlist on Spotify, which includes a disco remix of I'm Just
1: Ken." I'd be down for that. It rules. It rules. I'd be down for that. I think obviously, maybe not obviously, but I would love to have What Was I Made For win here. I'm a huge Billie Eilish fan, as is everyone else on Earth. But also, leaving my fandom for her aside, I think that that song is just very, very strong. So. Yeah.
0: Two um omitted songs which I would have loved to see get in. Um I don't know anything about the the Hot Cheetos song. So <laughs>
1: One of my coworkers today Uh, actually so we're we're still in prep and so they're mm -hmm. particularly like their day is a little bit slow right now. So they came into my office and they were like, Yeah, I'm watching this movie called Flamin' Hot on my computer. And I'm like, What is this movie? I'd never heard of it until they told me about it. And I was like, that's it's directed by Eva Longoria. Like what? (laughs) Very strange. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no
0: disrespect to the Flaming Hot Cheetos song, <laughs> but <laughs> there are a couple others that I would have liked to see. It in So, one is the Dear Alien song from Asteroid City.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's
0: what it's called. I did, should have actually looked up the title. Um, the one that the little boy Dwight sings, and then everyone's like doing a hoedown, and it's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is uh, Camp Isn't Home, which is the final song. From the movie theater camp, which mm. functions brilliantly within that movie, that's a movie that I've talked about a couple times on the podcast. I have some mixed feelings about it. I'm generally positive, but there are some things that I wish had been kind of stronger. But that final song and the 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 musical as a whole, like that that they have created within the context of the the movie, that is one of the most powerful things about it. It's this really. <laughs> so for anyone who's not seen the movie. Basically, one of the characters is kind of put on the spot to improvise a song and she's kind of is like, oh, yeah, uh, camp isn't home, but it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. And then she's just kind of like talking about things that are going on in the room and like clearly making it all up on the spot. And they're like, what are you doing? But then at the very end of the movie, they set that what she's uh, played to music And within the context of everything that's happened before, it's suddenly this really beautiful, powerful song about like, you know, finding a second home and family among all these people, you know, putting on performances, doing this, this artistic work that you love. And it's gorgeous and it works really, really well. So, I mean, it's not the type of movie that the Academy tends to go for, unfortunately, as we've just talked about, but I wished it would have, it could have gotten in there.
1: I also want to shout out the um, the credits song for The Boy and the Heron. Um, I, w- I mean, it's in Japanese, but I was sitting in the theater and when the credits started to roll and this song was playing, they had the subtitles on the bottom of the screen. The lyrics were so beautiful. I started crying. I was like, oh man, it, it's just... it feel. I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I would not be surprised if Miyazaki had written the lyrics to the song himself. They were just so heartfelt and really emotional so you know there's no chance that the credit song of a Japanese anime film is going to be nominated but I just want to say credit songs
0: for movies are nominated all the time you know
1: yeah but not for Japanese anime films that no I guess that's true (laughs) didn't get really much recognition anywhere else (laughs) Um, I also want to say, too, before you asked me if the, if I'd seen all the movies that I wanted to see, there is one movie aside from Perfect Days that I haven't seen yet, which is Bottoms. I haven't seen Bottoms. Oh, um, yes. I would like to see it at some point, but it just hasn't happened yet. So, yeah. Yeah. What else, Geneva? What else? Um, let's see. Do you have any thoughts on Best Sound? um yes of course i do (laughs) sound design or sound mixing or is it just best oh no it's just best sound. now it's just
0: combined best sound yeah because no one knew what the difference was
1: yeah Uh, yeah apart from oscar
0: obsessives like us
1: i will be this is probably one of the categories where i have the strongest sentiments that like i will be mad if this movie does not win Mm, I know what I, you're going to say. I will be absolutely livid if this movie does... If the zone of interest does not win Best Sound. I... 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 Tatum is speechless. I'm sure that fucking Oppenheimer is going to win this award. Because that... Whatever. That movie's going to sweep fucking everything. But... Zone of interest deserves to win this, and Mm -hmm. I know it's coming, but I will be mad when it does not win, because I know a lot of people have not seen this movie, um, but if and when you go see it, I, I, it's, I, I have no words, so, I'm preparing myself, but also, I, there is, there is no competition for best sound out of any other film that was released this year, so. That's that's my sentiments on that. <laughs> All right. You hear that, Academy? Whereas you I know Chiba's <laughs> probably rooting for Oppenheimer. but Well, sure. I've, I mean, I've not
0: seen Zone of Interest yet, so I can't um, comment on that. Of the ones that I have seen, I would say Oppenheimer. Um, although I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the Mission Impossible movie. I feel like this is a category that often goes toward an action movie, just because mm-hmm. sound is so integral to an action movie. So I wouldn't be mad if that got it, but I I think it's probably going to be
1: Oppenheimer. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Production design. Any thoughts on that? Oh, this is another one. Similar to costumes. Mm-hmm. This was one where I was like, wait. Wait, sorry. What did you say? Cinematography or production design? No, production design. Sorry. I thought you said production design, but then I was looking at the cinematography category on my computer screen Gotcha. um, because I saw that cinematography didn't have Barbie on it. I was like, wait, was Barbie not nominated for production design? No. Anyway. (laughs) No, thankfully Um, it was. Well, well deserved. But yeah, so similar to what I was saying about the costumes... This was a category where I was like, hands down, Barbie's going to win this. Nothing, nothing can top it. Like Barbie is, I, you can't top it. And then I saw poor things and I was like, well, poor things is going to give this movie it? a run for its <laughs> money. So I would be happy if if either of those won. But ultimately, I do think that Barbie edges out a little bit farther ahead uh, but I would be totally fine if either of them won. But man, the production design for Barbie, what like I just it it's is so good. good. It's, it's so good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's such
0: a such an important part of Barbie Land. Like that, mm-hmm. Barbie Land is the production design. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Um, two things that I, two honorable mentions that I do want to shout out. at yeah. Asteroid City, as I said before, I think has incredible production design. Um. But also a Haunting in Venice, the um, Kenneth Branagh (laughs) Poirot movie that I actually really, really liked is very haunting and atmospheric. The entire movie is set within this crumbling Venetian mansion that has all these gorgeous sort of Renaissance peeling murals on the walls and all these antiques and long, um, you know, shadowy hallways and iron gates and things. The production design of that movie is incredible. I uh, really wish that it... I mean, there's no chance he was going to get a nomination, but mm-hmm. in my
1: heart it did. Yeah. I also wouldn't have been upset to see the zone of interest here, um, but it's fine. Mm.
0: Uh, let's see. I'm kind of like going up on the list <laughs> that I, I have in I front of me. I think ours are in different order. Okay. I'm yeah. going on IndieWire. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay um let's see what about visual effects
1: do you have any opinions on those i do Mm -hmm. my opinion is that godzilla minus one should win this i i have not seen the creator um i also have not seen napoleon surprise surprise i've not seen guardians of the galaxy i do not think that marvel should be winning visual effects anymore uh that's my opinion but i think that godzilla minus one should win this it I, I i honestly wonder if it will be i'm happy that it was even nominated here mm. um but i think it deserves to win so i'm rooting for it but also yeah. in order for something to win it requires getting a lot of votes and i don't think people in the academy have seen this movie <laughs> so yeah. we'll see but
0: i will say in defense of guardians of the galaxy 3 i I don't remember what the history is of how many times Marvel movies have actually been nominated in this category and whether they have ever won. So maybe Mm. there's a precedent. Maybe they've already got their laurels and we can give it to someone else. I'm totally fine with that. But I will say Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the emotional crux of the story, which I think works extremely well, um, is rests on the back of the character of rocket raccoon who's voiced by bradley cooper but is completely a cgi you know character (laughs) he's a he's a talking raccoon and the technology and care that is required to create this completely cgi animal who you completely believe as a character who's walking around and interacting with other human beings and has a tragic backstory and pain and trauma and has a whole emotional arc. I think it's very, very well done. So I will say there is a strong case for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Again, if Marvel has been awarded in this category before, I'm fine with it not taking it. But I also
1: wouldn't be mad if it did. That's a solid argument. I I could see that. I haven't seen that movie and I won't, but I, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. That, that seems like a very solid argument. So now I won't be livid if it wins. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad that I've at least, but also spared you that just to the listener. I've said this on the podcast before already, but if you have not seen Godzilla minus one, mm. seek it out. It's a very good film. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> um, let's see. Best editing. Any, any thoughts on that?
1: Um, sorry. I'm. I keep cross-referencing my letterbox with looking at the list of what's actually nominated. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, these are interesting nominees here. Mm. Um. Hmm. I mean, what about the color purple? You know, I feel like the color mm. purple could squeeze in here for best film editing. But. Is there anything you would have bumped out? I I mean, I feel like editing doesn't particularly stand out to me that much this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, in Uh, some uh, ways, that's a good thing, you know? (laughs) Like, when films are edited well, you shouldn't necessarily always be noticing them. Sometimes that's a sign of good editing. But sometimes it's a movie where the editing is really taking the forefront. Like, Oppenheimer is a movie where the editing is so much of what the film is doing and I think Jennifer LeMay or lame I'm not sure how she pronounces her name apologies to her but I think she does an excellent job um The Holdovers is definitely a movie where you don't really notice the editing but it is it's really funny and propulsive and it moves really well and I think the editing plays a good part in that Killers of the Flower Moon is you know famously an extremely long movie But I think it's so well paced and it keeps you moving. It keeps you interested. Thelma Shoemaker does an absolutely fantastic job with it. Even if she could have suffered to put in (laughs) an intermission, I wouldn't have minded. But I think she did an excellent job. So, yeah, it's really hard to say what I
1: I think should be nominated. I wonder if animated movies can be included here because Into the Spider-Verse has incredible editing. That is a good question. The pacing of that film and how it's all pieced together, I think, is really admirable. Um, and I will say that, <laughs> um, <clears throat> with film editing, before you started talking, I, I like finished my thought and then I started laughing cause I had another thought. I'm going to say it because I feel it, <laughs> but I know it's going to, it's, it's a, is it a tangent? Uh, no, it's not a tangent. It's just a controversial thing, but it's oh, how no. I feel. <laughs> I was going to say that Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer should be kicked out of best film editing because there's a whole half of this movie that shouldn't even be in here and should be cut out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So the editing is terrible <laughs> right because now. there's like <laughs> half insane. of the footage should have been cut out in the, in the editing room, but it that is stayed in insane for take. reasons that I do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> like cut out the entire last hour of this film. Oh my We gosh. don't need no. it. It's garbage. And <laughs> last hour is what makes the movie. Can I, it. I just want to say for reference, cause I don't want to like mm. destroy this movie on this podcast because that's not the point, mm. but I will say my list of movies for this year i saw i saw 23 movies that came out this year oppenheimer i have at 18 so just for reference tatum did not watch a lot of bad movies this year um i mean yes that's always true but also looking at all of the movies that are above it like i put this below so many of them. <laughs> like so like it's literally this movie is 18 mm-hmm. and then below it is like saltburn and uh, and royal red, white, and royal blue. Like, so it's it's. I really did not like this movie, but anyway, it's just absolutely insane to me. But that's okay. We I persevere. think everyone else is insane. I recognize that I'm the outlier here. I know that I'm the one that's in the minority. I accept that. But I think everyone else is insane. I don't. Under- yeah. This is my personal take. That's all right, Geneva. We are very different I, people, Geneva. I hope we will still be friends in 15 years. <laughs> um, my suspicion. Is that this is a movie that in fifteen years people will look back on it and say why did that win Best Picture? Mm. That is my opinion. It's gonna be, people are gonna look back at it and be like, all these movies it went up against, why did this win? Mark my words, we'll talk all about right. it in fifteen years. All right, when well, we we'll are talk still about friends, it in fifteen years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the record, but I saw thirty four movies that came out this
1: year. And Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer was, was one. One. <laughs> my number one. <laughs> I I am genuinely curious though, can mm. animated feat can animated films qualify for this? Yeah, that is a great question. Because it, it the process, I feel like, of putting together a movie
0: that like is shot... editing
1: is built into it already, I feel like.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, so many... From what I understand of the animated movie process, which I'm not... You know, I'm by no means an expert, but it is so much more storyboarded. And they are building... They're actually constructing each shot around where they expect it to begin and end. Mm-hmm. So the editing is kind of
1: baked into the pre-production process rather than right. post-production but i i could be wrong about that that makes sense i just i just am very upset that into the spider verse does yeah. not have more recognition <laughs> here i i feel like i don't know not that letterbox is like the end all be all gospel of film sure. but this is uh, you know if i look at all of my top 10s or your top 10s or most people top 10s this movie is overwhelmingly the most like Five star film on Letterboxd. Everything else from this past year, everything else is like, oh, there's a lot of fives, but there's also some four and a halfs and some fours and da da da. This movie, it is all five stars and mm-hmm. people love this film. I'm just question, like, how is it not recognized for more things
0: here? I don't get well, it. Question for you, because I, I genuinely don't remember. Are there additional categories that the first Spider Verse movie got into that this one is not? And also, do you think there's a possibility that since this one is part one, they're waiting for part two
1: to award it? I don't. I do not think that the first one was nominated for anything beyond oh. animated feature, but I could be wrong. That's just going off the top of my head. Um, oh, yeah. If they are waiting for part three, I think that's stupid. I I just don't think that makes sense because what if part 3 doesn't deliver? Like re- reward the movie for what it is and if it's good then recognize it. And this movie is fantastic. I like I got my Letterboxd wrapped and you look at mm-hmm. the Letterboxd wrapped for all of Letterboxd. This movie is the number 1 film on Letterboxd of the entire year. <laughs> like it it's it's a crime that it's literally only nominated for best animated feature. I That's an insult to, to that entire crew of people that made that film come to be but also then i'll just get on a short pedestal about or soapbox about how the oscars should have a category for best voice acting why is that not a Mm -hmm. thing um it's been a debate for a long time it should be a thing it should be a category um and stunt performers you know like what the heck and ensembles and casting like there's so many other things whatever just gonna say that and then move right on by <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i agree
1: i agree um
0: let's talk about the two screenplay mm. um categories this was
1: weird for me this year original i was confused
0: yeah because um famously barbie moved from original to adapt it kind of late in the game but it was adapted able to squeeze what? it get a nomination yeah adapted from the existence of barbie but like what i I don't have strong feelings about which category should we nominate blackberry for best adapted screenplay
1: because it's adapted from the phone well i
0: mean maestro is going into original screenplay that's adapted from someone's life you know I,
1: i don't understand
0: yeah I, my personal soapbox, not soapbox, my personal feeling is that I don't have strong feelings about which category the Barbie screenplay should have gone in. I just don't think it should have been nominated at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a controversial thing to say, but I enjoyed the Barbie movie. I think a lot of things about it are great, including some things that were not nominated, which we will talk about. I think the script is the weakest part of it. I agree. I agree with you. I would definitely have put, I mean... Killers of the Flower Moon Did not get nominated And that is an absolute atrocity That's crazy And Especially I... considering
1: How they changed it Like mm-hmm. They took They they looked at the book And they originally wrote a script Based off of that And then they mm-hmm. talked To the Osage people And they were like Oh wait a minute We need to add more Of their story in here Because this is too much About white people And I feel like So much care Was put into doing that Granted Was it still written by White people And does it still feature White people Yes it does but they they put a lot of effort into making that film more honest and representative of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm not Osage. I, I I don't know. I I know some people, some Osage people don't feel the best about it, but some people do feel seen by it. So I don't really know. But I I definitely think it should have been nominated. Barbie is it shouldn't it shouldn't be here. But yeah
0: yeah. Um and I mean. <laughs> similar similarly with maestro there are some interesting things about that movie i'm not going to say that movie is trash the way some other people are saying i think there's some good things about that movie i was not crazy about it and i specifically think the screenplay is something that lets it down so i would have loved to see something else get in i would have loved to see um
1: i don't know asteroid city well i I was gonna say i was gonna Mm -hmm. say the two movies that i would like to see here that aren't here one of them is asteroid city and the other oh wait no i was gonna say past lives past lives is here so okay cool (laughs) so asteroid (laughs) city is the one that i feel like is is left out here that that i would like to see here you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah agreed i wonder i feel like the original screenplay is a lot more competitive because i feel like Anatomy of a Fall is so strong. Past Lives is so strong. May-December is so strong. And Adapted Screenplay, I I mean, poor things. I I mean, obviously, I don't like Oppenheimer. I think, honestly, talking about Barbie, and I do agree that, that the script is the weakest part of Barbie. I think the script is the weakest part of Oppenheimer. Um, in my opinion, that's what really brings it down for me. I I, I completely I, disagree <laughs> after having read the, this, this the <laughs> book it's based on and seeing what was done with it. But you know. Fair I don't know. That screenplay I, I think is the worst part of that film. Um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously Oppenheimer's gonna win adapted screenplay. I don't think anyone's doubting that, but it's just interesting to me Especially that I don't feel like there's Moon is not there. I, I know, right? What is Which up is with crazy? that? I, that's I don't so understand. strange. I don't get it. Yeah um but i will oh sorry no i'm
0: i'm good okay i was just gonna say i'm really really glad that may december got in for original screenplay though because i don't think it was recognized anywhere else i think this is the only nomination that it
1: got which is really disappointing i think it deserves original screenplay i do yeah i will say for original screenplay even though i think past lives may december and anatomy of a fall are the strongest here the holdovers is also very strong I think mm-hmm. my yeah, hope, the holdovers. my hope would be for Anatomy of a Fall to win. I mean, come on, that that movie—it's all about the script and what they're saying, and right. not even what they're saying, but how what they're saying represents what they're saying. <laughs> you know, it's it's so <laughs> intertwined. Um, I I hope that that movie wins original screenplay. I think it deserves it. Yeah, I honestly, apart from Maestro, I would be fine with any of these mm, nominees yeah. winning original screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. What if Asteroid City was in there? <laughs> oh gosh. Then that would be <laughs> that just, would just a like, I cannot choose. That would be a slam dunk category. Slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's
0: see. So let's move on to cinematography. You want to talk sure. cinematography? Yeah. Okay. What is El Conde? I have never heard about heard of
1: that. Uh don't know. I'm gonna Google it right now. You talk while I Google it. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um let me see. I
0: was not overly impressed with my. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Maestro does have some beautiful cinematography. It's, it's not in black and white, Geneva. It's in it's black and partially white. in black and white. Um, similar to Oppenheimer, actually. Um, but you know, Oppenheimer cinematography, Killers of the Flower Moon cinematography. From what I've seen of Poor Things, looks like it has gorgeous cinematography um again i would have loved to see asteroid city get in there (laughs) um there's probably a few other things oh rye lane i think would have been Mm -hmm. this would have been a great way to recognize that film because that film has gorgeous cinematography yep um and production design honestly now that we're talking about rye lane um oh
1: interesting yes el conde is whoa, I want to watch this now. Wait, what is this? It's, um, so it's a Netflix movie and the genre is horror comedy. And it's about Augusto Pinochet. I don't know if you know him, but he was the dictator Um. in Chile. Um, whoa the plot summary is the plot summary is chilean dictator augusto pinochet who's an an actual person is a 250 year old vampire now tired of his life he wants to die at last after the disgrace and family crises he has caused wait what what (laughs) is this movie wait how have i never heard about this the director is pablo lorraine i love him oh okay all right all right okay this is another movie i need to watch before the oscars
0: I, all of these uh, stills that I'm seeing on Google Images are pretty
1: intriguing to me. So I will all be right, absolutely I'm, checking out this movie. I'm going to watch it this weekend. My interest is peaked. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> cinematography, I think um, obviously Oppenheimer is going to win here. Does it deserve it? No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, <laughs> I think that... Well, actually, I would probably give it... Ch- of the. Well, of
0: the three that I've seen in this category, I would probably give it to Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. I would not be sad if Oppenheimer took it, though.
1: I think Poor Things should win here. Um, mm. I think that mm, I'm like maybe All of Us Strangers here. I mean, yeah. had some good cinematography. I I really liked the cinematography in All of Us Strangers. So, Long Shot, of course, it didn't get nominated, but for literally anything, what a crime. Um, Second year in a row where Tatum's number one film of the year received absolutely zero nominations. Um, What was your number one film of last year? RRR. Oh. Um, That's right. Yeah. Crying Shame. That movie was nominated for nothing. I don't understand. Um, But anyway, yeah, so I I think it would be nice to see... um, it'd be nice to see that here, but I, I agree. Ry Lane could have deserved it. Um, but a lot of these movies, I, I mean, I've, I've seen Coz of Flower Moon, Oppenheimer and poor things, but poor things. The cinematography was very, very strong. I hope that. I swear. if Oppen- I mean, it's going to win, but poor things deserves it. It really mm-hmm. does. It, poor mm-hmm. things really deserves to win this. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Can yeah. I just say, sorry, just a quick correction before we get a bunch of angry people writing in. RRR, was not not nominated for anything international feature no oh no not
1: do not to or nacho nacho one yes it was
0: not nominated for international feature because india did not submit it for some reason but it won
1: yeah for original song which is a great song but also it is a great song but also but also best actor (laughs) could have been best actor best cinematography Best screenplay. Best visual effects. Best picture. Best, yeah. Like literally everything it should have been nominated for. But alas, they I already went on that the best tirade last year. Yeah, I, I already did this last year, so let yeah. Sleeping Dogs lie. I'll just fester in my in my own Best self. swinging on a rope over a pit of fire. <laughs> so good. Best um, CGI tiger. Sorry. That movie is incredible. Anyway, <laughs> if you haven't seen RR, go watch it. It's on Netflix. Yes. Um yeah right. i yeah i i genuinely i hope that poor things is a surprise here i hope that poor things shocks everybody and wins mm, best cinematography it's possible P- it, uh, people deserves really
0: it. seem to like people who've seen poor things really seem to like it
1: so it's so i mean it's it's the best that i saw this whole year so all right oh um, i need to prepare myself for oppenheimer oppenheimer I to, sweep i need to oh, i so Even you just saying that I'm like no. <laughs> Especially like in such a it would be something it would be something different if it was like another year where all of the other movies weren't so mm-hmm. good. But this year it's like it's beating out so many other movies that deserve to win instead. You know, it's not like going up against Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my gosh. You know, where then it's like, sweep all you want. I don't care because obviously you're better than everything else. But this is a year. I would
0: love to see, I really want Oppenheimer to win kind of the big prizes, but I would love to see some more distribution. And honestly, it's more fun when more movies are winning awards, if Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You know, if it's not all concentrated in the same, the same, you know, handful of movies over and over again. I mean, this is the the problem that I feel like the Emmys have every year is that the same shows tend to win awards and they're great shows, but there are so many other shows out there that, you know, could use
1: recognition as well. I was just talking with the coworker today, very brief tangent, but about how for best drama this year succession won everything which like it definitely deserved but it was going up against the white lotus season 2 and the final season of better call saul and it's like man yeah both of those shows in their own right deserved to win everything as well but because succession is succession it it which like it deserved to win everything but my heart also broke mm-hmm. every time because i was like better call saul never won anything and its entire run you know and white lotus season two was so good but yeah i mean jennifer coolidge won which is great but anyway all right um best international
0: feature um we have society of the snow uh we have zone of interest which i really want to see there's a movie called the teacher's lounge which i've heard really good things about from germany that i would love to see if i can i can Find somewhere that it's showing. Uh, Perfect Days that you mentioned um, sounds really interesting as well. I was really amused looking over this list at how kind of, you know, Society of the Snow is a submission from Spain, but it's set in Uruguay and Chile. Mm -hmm. Um, Zone of Interest is set in Germany, but it's a submission from the UK. Perfect Days, Vim Vendors is, I think, German, but it's a Japanese submission. It's like... Very international feature, which is great. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't I, know anything
0: about I.O. Capitano. Mm-hmm. Um, is that some one that you've
1: heard of? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Maybe I'll yeah. honestly maybe I'll check that one out with uh, the teachers' lounge because I I would like to see them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Perfect Days yet. I you know, based off of the thirty torturous minutes that I saw of Society of the Snow, I would not be upset if that movie won um I feel like just because it's
0: gotten so many other nominations the zone of interest is the one that I think will win Mm -hmm.
1: and and like it's a great film and and Mm -hmm. I would not be angry if it won but I also feel like you know I wouldn't be surprised if Society of the Snow won as well um because they're both great films and they've been in a lot of people's top 10 lists kind of across the board so either Mm -hmm. one could take it but Yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah All right, so now we're getting into kind of the we the... haven't done animated yet. Oh gosh, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, animated, yeah, because I I don't really have a whole lot of you thoughts haven't seen any of these, have you? Spider Verse is the only one that I've seen. So okay. yeah, what
1: are your what are your thoughts? So I've seen the Boy and the Heron. Oh, I've been saying Into the Spider Verse this whole time. Ha ha. Across the Spider-Verse. Sorry. (laughs) I just keep saying Spider-Verse because I cannot tell the two titles apart. (laughs) Like, Into is the first one. Across is the second one.
0: Beyond is the third one. Yeah. This is the same problem that I have with the Tom Holland uh, Mm Spider-Man movies, which I don't know what it is about Spider-Man movies. They're just like, let's (laughs) all name them the same thing with slightly
1: different prepositions. I know. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I've seen The Boy and the Heron. I've seen Across the Spider-Verse and I've seen Nimona. Um, All three of them are great. Um, you know, I I would love to have Miyazaki win this as his final film, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, it has to go to Across the Spider Verse. I will say, The Boy and the Heron, just to shout it out a little bit. It's an incredible, incredible movie made by a master of his craft, a master of his time. There will never be another another one like him. Um, and The Boy and the Heron is it employs some of animation that is so different from animation that he's used in the past the style is very new and very fresh because I think I've said this before uh previously on the podcast but because he's he's aged so much he he's so old at this point he can't hand draw everything himself anymore and so he brought in other animators to help him kind of finish everything and so because of that, he got influences from other people. And so the animation is so different from what he's done in the past and beautiful. And I mean, there's just things here that I watched this movie and I was like, what? He's walking through fire, but it also looks like water. And it it's just, it's its so good. So The Boy and the Heron is phenomenal. That's why it's in my top 10. Um, but I, Across the Spider-Verse is just, it's, it's magic. It's just magic. I saw... Across the Spider Verse is the movie I saw the most in theaters this year. I saw it three times in theaters, wow. and every That's time amazing. it was a blast. And it is the score that I've listened to the most this year. Um, it it was in it was my number one of the whole year until like two days ago, and I was like, "Tatum, you gotta be honest with yourself. All of us strangers <laughs> is number one. Speak your truth, Tatum. <laughs> I gotta speak my truth." But Across the Spider Verse is just barely behind it. But yeah. if that movie does not win, I will riot. Um, unless it goes to Boy and the Heron, then I'll be like, okay, graciously, mm-hmm. I resign to, you know, Miyazaki's genius. But, I mean, come on. Come yeah. on. You know, <laughs> come on. All right.
0: Um, let's move on to the acting category. So let's do, let's talk about supporting actor and supporting actress. Um, oh boy, this is where my feelings begin. Oh boy. Um I am really really glad to see that um Sterling K Brown got in which I was not expecting although I am disappointed that Charles Melton and Yep. That is my um, ramp
1: that's my rampage out of the entire nominees this year. Mm-hmm. That is the one that I'm like most angry about. I yeah, I'm absolutely I'm not
0: surprised. Given the way that the the forerunners to the Oscar had been going, but it is disappointing because he gives an excellent, excellent performance in May December, and it really deserved that that recognition.
1: I think that Charles Melton, controversial opinion, and that's fine, but I think that Charles Melton, 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 or Milton, Melton.
0: Mel, well, it's M E
1: L Melton. Okay, I think that he gives the best performance out of any category in any performance of the entire year. I was absolutely taken aback by his performance in that film. Um, I don't think any performance I've seen this year tops it. Um, And it's really unfortunate that he is not recognized here. Um, I think he very easily could have taken Robert Downey Jr.'s place or Robert De Niro's place. Um, I feel like both of those guys are just there because – they are who they are and the Academy is like, Hey, Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr. Let's give them an Oscar nomination. I'm like, I love them, but also sometimes they don't need to be nominated.
0: (laughs) Um, Robert Downey Jr. I definitely disagree because this is a a nomination that is such a, it's such a return. You know, the, the narrative arc of his career is, has so many twists and turns, so many ups and downs. And, this really does feel like, I think he's excellent in Oppenheimer, but this is also such an achievement, you know, for him personally and everything that he's been through and everything that he's achieved. And so I am really excited that he has that nomination. Robert Downey Jr. Or, sorry, Robert De Niro. I think he's very good in Killers mm-hmm. of the Flower Moon. Yeah, but I agree good. with you that I I would not be sad if <laughs> if we could have bumped him to make way for Charles Melton, you know, a young upcoming actor who's giving a really excellent unexpected performance or um paul mescal i mean i've
1: not seen all of us strangers but um i don't think paul mescal deserved a nomination here i mean um, i i I love paul mescal he's amazing i mm. there has there is nothing that he's done that i have not weeped while watching (laughs) i love him he is a genius Mm -hmm. um gosh i love him so much but for that I mean, movie specifically, there isn't yes. really enough to to but reward. But I will say, his performance is stronger than Robert De Niro and Robert Downey Jr. So, I will say, since Charles Melton is not nominated here, uh, which I th- it's clear I would want him to win, but since he's not here, I think it should go to Mark Ruffalo. Um, mm. But also, this was another thing where I was like, Ryan Gosling, he's got it locked down. Of course, he's going to win this. Like no one can compete with him. He was so good as Ken. I love Ryan Gosling when he does comedies. He's so weird (laughs) and it works. Um, But then Poor Things came out and I was like, well, (laughs) I'm just having an internal battle between Barbie and Poor Things this year. Um, Fair enough. So honestly, if it's Mark Ruffalo or Ryan Gosling, I'll be happy. Um, Honestly, I'll I'll be happy with either of them. But I wish Charles Melton was here.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be either one of them. But
1: who knows? We'll see. Who do you think it's going to be? Robert Downey Jr. Bar. He's been winning everything else. Why? He's the worst <laughs> part of that movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> the last forty-five minutes of that movie are trash.
0: Why? They are- you are oh, insane for that. They're, they're so Oh god. It's all right. It's all good. Um god. all right, supporting actress. Um Danielle Brooks is kind of the the only recognition that The Color Purple has had, but I was very glad to see her get in. Mm-hmm. Uh America Ferrera in Barbie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Do we even need to talk about this? I mean, I Amer- I love America Ferrera. She is a wonderful actress. I very happy for her to get an Oscar nomination but that role is so underwritten and I Geneva, just
1: Geneva hot take I think mm-hmm. she's gonna win I no I think she's gonna win no
0: there's no I think Davine Joy Randolph has been getting every I mean all
1: sorts of for that's my pick I want her to win but I think America Ferreras might oh win oh my gosh if if she wins I'm I'm, I'm calling it mm-hmm. right now I'm not saying she deserves it because she doesn't, but I think she might win. <laughs> All right,
0: I will prepare myself.
1: Like I would have rather have seen like Issa Rae there, like any of the, you know,
0: like sure, yeah, so many
1: of the other supporting Julian you know, women. Moore. In... I yeah, don't know I'm... if she
0: would have gone in for a supporting or lead, but um, I think she would Rachel have been McAdams supporting... for um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. I've she, she was seen good that movie, movie, but she has she was good yeah, in that movie. She had an
1: excellent buzz. America Ferrer's is just so random here, but it's like I think. Yeah.
0: It's because she has a monologue, monologue. which was
1: terribly written, in my opinion. Because of that monologue, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. To be clear, I don't say it's terribly written because I disagree with the content of the monologue. (laughs) I just think it's extremely obvious. And anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Happy for Barbie to get recognized. Can I also
1: say, I mean, I just think that this category in general is just kind Mm -hmm. of weak this year. I mean, Emily Blunt doesn't really do anything in Oppenheimer's. Yeah. um I haven't seen Nyad so I don't really know mm-hmm. but there just isn't really much going here the only person that I feel like should be here that isn't from what I've seen mm-hmm. is Julianne Moore but other than that I'm like no one else really I mean you know I mean like you said yeah. Rachel McAdams I guess that could have been fine yeah um or honestly Tarashi P. Henson I thought was great in the Ooh. color purple she did a very mm-hmm. good job um but you know it's fine yeah. I hope it's Divine yeah. Joy Randolph, but it could be America Ferreira. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: will prepare myself. <laughs> um, honestly, um, sorry, I just keep bringing up Asteroid City, but Scarlett Johansson mm. is really wonderful in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are several different acting performances in that film that could have been nominated, but I think she's one of them. Anyway, um, let's move on to lead actor and actress. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> don't know what that was. For. I just
1: saw Bradley Cooper Maestro, and that was my oh, immediate reaction. Gotcha. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's good in it. I don't like the movie. He's he's oh, doing his thing. This is another movie, actually, that I wanted to see before the Oscars. Rustin. Mm. I wanted to see. Yeah,
0: Rustin. I'm very curious about it. I've not heard very good things about the movie itself, but from what I've heard, Coleman Domingo is incredible. I mean, as he usually is, he's an incredible actor. Um, yeah, this is a, I feel like this race, the, the way it's looking, it's very much Giamatti versus
1: Murphy, which I'm yeah totally here for. I agree. Whichever one wins, I'm, yes. I'm perfectly happy. Yep. Um, Can I say, I'm very glad that Leonardo DiCaprio was not nominated agreed. here. Agreed. Because his performance, <laughs> I love Leo. He's one of my favorite mm-hmm. actors. But whenever people are like, he gave one of the best, I'm like, no, no, he didn't. His teeth, like, you know, like it, it, it was his
0: downturned, teeth. uh, yeah, angry was, cat, like grumpy, grumpy cat, cat expression. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, he didn't do a bad job, but it's like yeah. be- one of the best performances well, of the year. No, I don't know. I um, kind of argue, but that he did a bad can I job. just say, mm-hmm. I got Andrew Scott, guys, come on, yeah, come, come on, on, like, I just <sighs> justice for Andrew Scott. That's yeah. all I will say. Yeah. I will also say I did really like the, um, the lead actor in Godzilla Minus One. I thought mm. he did a great job as well. Um, I really liked his performance. But, yes, I do think this is Killian Murphy versus Paul Giamatti. Um, yeah. I, I, I am not a fan of Oppenheimer, but if it is to win an Oscar – Killian Murphy is the one who deserved it. His performance is the only good thing about that movie. (laughs) (laughs) His performance is one of many good things about that movie, but it's, yeah,
0: it's incredible. And then Paul Giamatti is also incredible. I'm so happy that Jeffrey Wright got
1: a nomination as well. Mm. Um, I think he's really wonderful in
0: American fiction. Would you,
1: I know that you liked, you you were a little bit more fond of this movie than I was. Not that I wasn't fond of it, but Mm. would you, did you have any desire to see Zac Efron here? Uh, yeah. I mean, I
0: have, let me see, what did, who did I write down? Yeah. Andrew Scott or Zach Efron really, um, uh, would have been happy to see. I mean, I wouldn't want him in over Giamatti Murphy or right, oh, no. but Mm-mm. over Cooper. And then I've not seen Rustin, so I can't really comment on Coleman Domingo. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I would have loved to, to see him in that category if
1: possible. Yeah. Andrew Scott. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I don't I don't think I think that's another circumstance for all of us strangers in addition to other things mm-hmm. I just I just don't think enough people saw all of us strangers. yeah it came out too late in the year case. it's a small indie you mm-hmm. know I just don't think a lot of people saw it
0: yeah which is a crime
1: but I think that that's I think that's the main reason why I didn't get nominated for more things you know yeah. it doesn't have the mass appeal of something like Oppenheimer but I still think had people seen it it would have been mm-hmm. nominated for more yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, best Actress, I feel like the race,
0: similarly to Best Actor, this is kind of mm-hmm. coming down to a, like, Lily Gladstone versus Emma Stone, Oh, from what interesting. I've been seeing.
1: I disagree. Oh,
0: who, who are you thinking? I mean, I feel like Lily Gladstone's going to take it. I don't mm. really, I don't really see anyone else taking it, but I could be okay. wrong. But yeah, what are your thoughts?
1: I... Yeah, so I think it's kind of a a three-way race right now between Emma Stone, Sandra Euler, and Lily Gladstone. Mm. Sandra Euler is fantastic. My personal pick is Sandra Euler, honestly. Um, Mm. I think she gives the strongest performance out of all of these people. Um, I love Lily Gladstone. Um, I also love Killers of the Flower Moon, but the more I've thought about it, I don't think her performance is as strong as people are thinking. And it's not because her performance is bad. It's just because I don't think she has enough material to work with. Mm. Um, So I don't think it's her fault. Uh, I think that if they'd given her more to chew on, she would have really, really knocked everyone else out of the park. But she just didn't have enough. So Mm. um, Emma Stone, I love her to death. I think she would deserve to win. But she's already won an Oscar and she's been nominated. She's already won two Oscars and she's been nominated like <laughs> infinity times. <laughs> yeah. So I really, really want Sandra Euler to win here. Mm. Um, But it'll probably be a Gladstone. Let's be honest, which I'm fine with. I wouldn't be yeah. upset by that. Yeah.
0: But my I favorite
1: be- performance would be Sandra Euler. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cannot comment
0: on Annette Bening and Nyad, Carrie Mulgan and Maestro. No, I, she's, she's good. I guess I just, I have so many problems with that script and a lot mm-hmm. of it is around the
1: the use of the, the wife character and mm-hmm. yeah. So. Also we have we have to note that like Natalie Portman is not here. Natalie
0: Portman's Margot Robbie not here. is not here. <laughs> oh yes. Sorry. Thank you for reminding me. That is a big like
1: <laughs> it's a big problem shot. that I have. It's a yeah. big shot.
0: Honestly, in within Barbie the two things that i think are strongest about the movie apart from like you know like the excellent craft that we already talked about the production design the costume design etc the best thing about that movie is how it was directed and how the the starring actress who somehow manages to convey you know the sense of a plastic doll who has come to life and kind of has no interiority and is developing interiority through the, throughout the film like that's so it's a really difficult performance and she makes it look so easy I mean I, I really like Margot Robbie I think she's a really talented actress and she, she has been nominated before but I was so really disappointed not to see her <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was really disappointed not to see her here because I think that whole movie really rests on her. And, you know, Ken is the spice. Like, Ryan Gosling is fantastic, but the movie would, in my opinion, collapse without her. So I me think it's just friend... the price of, like, making it look too easy, you know?
1: I mean, yes, I agree with you. And me and a friend, we were laughing about it today and we were like, how ironic is it that the movie in the movie called Barbie Barbie did not get <laughs> like, <know>. that's <laughs> not just a crazy, great look gone. Honestly, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the movie lives and dies by her performance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously Ryan Gosling is a in very, very incredible supporting character to that film, but without Barbie and a convincing yeah. p- performance also, sorry, this just came to my <laughs> brain out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Best supporting actress nomination for Kate McKinnon? Like, hello. Mm, I would yeah. have been okay with that. I mean, okay. look at look at who's in here, Geneva. Like mm. she could have taken the place of Like over America Ferrera, Yeah, or even Emily Blunt. But I don't know. I'm like I, I I wouldn't have been mad about it. But <laughs>
0: yeah. You probably like Kate McKinnon a little more than me. She's a little more I don't know. I I sometimes she can sometimes be a little bit alienating for me, but I wouldn't. I'd, I actually do like her in Barbie, so yeah, I I wouldn't have been too mad about it. So you think Lily Gladstone's gonna win? That's my prediction. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I might. That's be my wrong. prediction as well. But Sandra if she Ullis doesn't, I favorite. think it'll be Emma Stone.
1: Who's your pick, though?
0: Who is my? Yeah, like well, because who... I haven't seen Poor Things yet. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I do like Sandra Holler, but I think I would give it to Lily Gladstone. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Best director. Bum bum bum. bum, bum, bum. Or or should we go
1: wah, wah? wah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a strong list, I think. Um, mm. Greta Gerwig not being on the list is obviously a... Terrible misstep. Disappointing. But honestly, I don't know who I would kick off. I mean, I've, again, I've not seen poor things yet. I've not seen the zone of interest yet. But Christopher Nolan incredible achievement with Oppenheimer, Justin Trier, Anatomy of the Fall is fantastic. Martin Scorsese, one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, Yeah. I'm glad that we have at least one female nominee. You know, it is possible Academy to nominate more than one woman in
1: <laughs> one year, but one of these days. It is happen. possible to nominate one less white man. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, mm-hmm. it? It very much so bothers me that Greta Gerwig got a nomination for Little Women as a director and did not get a nomination for Barbie (laughs) because I feel like the directing in Barbie is so much stronger than it is. At least I think she was nominated for Little Women. I'm pretty sure she was. Double sounds, check me on that. I will double check you on that. That but sounds right, but I'm going to... It just verify. bothers me across the board, whether it's an acting performance or a cinematography or directing or whatever, when people get nominated for something that is not as good as other mm-hmm. things that they don't get nominated for, that's just something that bothers me. And I think it's just awful that Greta yeah. Gerwig was not recognized here.
0: Um, when you say the directing, you, in your opinion, is stronger for...
1: Um, uh, for little women or for barbie then for little women what do you mean we will talk about that when we're not recording because it will take me quite okay. a while to describe that
0: <laughs> okay. and you and i are both falling asleep <laughs> um <laughs> she was not nominated as a director for little women oh, okay. she was nominated as a director for ladybird which however. she should have been she her screenplay
1: was nominated for little women okay gotcha. and for ladybird ladybird incredible film if you haven't seen yeah. it go watch it yeah it's a perfect film Nothing and great achievement in directing too yes exactly um, but yes, I think it's very sad that she is not here. Um, I think goes without saying, I don't think Chris Nolan should be here. Uh, don't think Oppenheimer is a good movie. Uh, and I think a lot of the reason why it's not good is because of choices that he specifically made that I think are bad choices. Uh, just why that's all I have to say. But everyone else I'm fine with. I think mm-hmm. I think my preference would be to have Martin Scorsese win. I think his accomplishment mm-hmm. in Killers of the Flower Moon is it's 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 a massive achievement. Um mm-hmm. and I would love to see him win best director for this because he hasn't won best director in a long time. Yeah. And I I'm don't wondering. know I don't think he's won since the departed. And I don't know if he's how many more movies he's gonna be able to churn out. And this would Hopefully be such this would be mm-hmm. such a great final win for him you know Mm -hmm. his the directing in this is so so incredible so yeah I would love to see Scorsese win but it's probably gonna go to Nolan yeah
0: as and it is well deserved let me just say I know you disagree and that's fine but (laughs) I am really really excited I just feel like I need
1: to be vocal about my feelings because everyone (laughs) else agrees with you so it's like all of your opinions go without saying whereas mine have to be said because no one else is saying them (laughs) And I just
0: feel like I need to express, you know, my my counterweight to that. Um, you that is that is see. your right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin Scorsese has been nominated a gazillion for a gazillion Oscars, but I think he's only one actually one. I, mean, I think he only won for The Departed. Yeah, he for directing. Yeah, he only yep. won for The Departed. Yeah. Yep. Which is Crazy. what I'm saying.
1: I, like I would love to have him get a, a win for Killers of the Flower Moon. That'd be so great. But whatever. Yeah.
0: All right. And then finally, the the big the big final category, best picture. Um yeah. so I've seen all of them except Poor Things and Zone of Interest. Looking forward to catching up on those two. Um for me, I feel like it's very much I mean, kind of like I said before, like kind of what I would have expected. You know, there's not really a whole lot of surprises for me. I'm glad Barbie got in. Um I'm glad that Past Lives got in. Um, And, you know, I definitely would have subbed Maestro out for a couple other things that we've talked about (laughs) uh, on this podcast already. But overall, yeah, I'm not too mad about it. What do you think? What do you think?
1: I'm not too mad about it either. I think the main crime for me here is I think Maestro should be swapped for Across the Spider-Verse. That movie should be nominated for Best Picture. Um, I think it should win Best Picture. But at the very least, it should be nominated. I'm very bummed that it's not here, um, especially with... A f- just a mediocre film like maestro even though i haven't seen it but <laughs> yeah. you keep slamming Maestro. <laughs> what if you watched it i'm not like, wait a <laughs> it's second it's like my favorite movie <laughs> make, make way all of us strangers
0: <laughs> new favorite film <laughs>
1: see i i'm not it's not that i hate maestro it's just looking at this list of all of these other movies i no, know I it's understand. not as good as them mm-hmm. i just know no, it's I not i understand um, so I really it's, think and it's,
0: that it's coming from someone who has seen it. It's not.
1: Yeah. I really think across the spider verse should be here. Um, I'm really bummed that it's not, it's like, why does toy story three get a nomination? And then this doesn't like, I just, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, two other films that I would love to see here, but I knew they wouldn't be here cause they're long shots or not even on people's minds at all would be all of us strangers and Godzilla minus mm. one. Um, but I don't even know what movies here I would swap with them. Like maybe I'd swap American fiction, but I haven't seen it. Um, I, you know, the holdovers isn't in my top 10, but I'm also not mad about it being nominated for best picture. So yeah, the only one here is I think if Maestro was swapped for across the spider verse, I'd be like, you know what? 10 out of 10 for these nominees, to be honest, like, cause it's a long shot for Godzilla minus one or all of us strangers. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ultimately happy with this um i'm not happy that oppenheimer is going to win best picture <laughs> looking at this list look at how many good movies are here geneva mm-hmm. and oppenheimer's one of them <laughs> even if oppenheimer was a good movie which i don't think that it is but even if it was it's not better than like half of these movies that are here <laughs> but whatever yeah yeah um what if what if after the oscars oppenheimer doesn't win anything Who's laughing now?
0: (laughs) It's possible. Stranger things have happened. What if
1: Oppenheimer wins nothing and Maestro wins everything? Oh, my gosh. Well,
0: I think then neither of us would be happy, Brian.
1: (laughs) We'd both be very upset. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do get stressed out sometimes, honestly, when a movie that I personally love and means a lot to me is, like, poised to win a whole bunch of... This This is one of the reasons that I was really glad that 1917 did not win Mm -hmm. the the best picture Oscar and Parasite did which I mean I honestly think Parasite's a little better than 1917 as much as I love 1917 but it's also like I feel like sometimes the weight of that can bring down a movie that I really like and yeah it's stressful because then all the eyes are on it the backlash begins you know you never you never want unless
1: it's a perfect film like Return of the King and there's nothing negative that can be said about it for the (laughs) rest of time (laughs) But, um, <laughs> man, but, can you anyway. imagine like if that movie was released right now? I, because I was too young. Like I didn't. Yeah, you didn't get
0: to participate in the the anticipation. But
1: if those Honestly, were coming out now,
0: oh my god, would gosh. you would you be able to survive? Though I feel like you would just the stress of it would. Oh, you'd waste away and die.
1: I don't think I'd be stressed. I'd be like, nah. You'd be every,
0: serene like, in the knowledge that, <laughs> like,
1: everyone knows. Like, everyone knows it's not. Even um, discussion. and everyone did know. So everyone it's fine. did know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, um, to wrap up, is any f- either final thoughts about the Oscars as a whole, anticipations. Or any last um, kind of shout outs that you want to give of things that we haven't, movies that we haven't discussed that you would have liked to see get in in one place or another.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've mentioned most of them. I just want to give another shout out to Rye Lane and Are You There God? It's Me Margaret. Um, those are movies that have just kind of flown under the radar. They're very good. Um, so yeah, but everything else. I mean, I, I feel relatively good this year about, The nominees there are a few things that should should be here that aren't and a few things that are here that shouldn't be um but overall I think I'm going to be more excited about the nominations than the winners themselves because it's all going to be fucking Oppenheimer so (laughs) um I know that we're going to have a post-Oscars discussion episode but I don't really know what we're going to talk about because it's all going to be Oppenheimer
0: I'm sure there are going to be some some upsets and like you said maybe Oppenheimer won't sweep maybe it'll be a shocking um Shocking surprise. Sometimes people get, things get a lot of nominee n- nominations, but then don't actually win.
1: Like Mad Max. Free, actually, no. Mad Max Free Road won like everything except for oh, thirty. So yeah. never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, i this. This has just been such a strong year for movies, and mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for this past year because 2024 is going to be a little dry, I think. Um, but we'll see. Movies yeah. kind of just come out of the woodworks later on in the year. I feel like. I mean, so, we got we've got Dune Part Two. We've got J part two. We've got a new Bong Joon Ho movie coming mm-hmm. out. We've got yeah. we've got we've got a, a Kristen Stewart a twenty four lesbian film. Which like yeah. what Tatum's else could we be Tatum's ask new for? Movie. <laughs> we have Alex Garland's Civil War, which I'm intrigued to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it's it's not it's not nothing. Oh the the Cohen brothers or Ethan Cohen also has like a lesbian movie coming out, which I'm excited about as well. So. We've got uh, Richard Linklater's Hitman. Yep. You know, be we- excited about that. It's not going to be um, a terrible year, but I don't think it's going to be as strong as this past year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just some last minute, like, because I'm just looking through my letterbox list and there are a couple other, like, performances or random things that I'm like, there's no way this would have gotten nominated. And so I didn't mention it, but I just want to shout it out. Um, yeah, go for it. So in Iron Claw, we already talked about how great Zac Efron is. But all of the the actors who plays play his brothers are really excellent. In particular, mm-hmm. I really loved Harris Dickinson's performance. I thought he was really wonderful. Um, in Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, I have been a Haley Atwell fan for <laughs> years, and I think she is so wonderful in this movie. She's such a movie star. I think people need to build so many more like big movies that allow us to gaze upon her gorgeous face <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> on a tall screen. What about um, um as far as shout outs, what about mm-hmm. uh uh cinematography or production design for John Wick?
0: Oh yes. You yes. Know? I would be very happy with with either of those things. Um, supporting. Oh gosh, I'm so mad at myself that I didn't even think to shout this out. Donnie Yen in mm. John Wick Chapter Four for mm-hmm. supporting actor. His the physicality was of great. the way his fighting style um, is incredible.
1: So um,
0: good. There's also a Rena. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I apologize. She's a pop star, but she was also a supporting actress in John Wick Chapter Four, and she's also incredible. So shout out to her. Um, Let's see. Uh, A lot of people were disappointed, myself among them, that Glenn Howerton did not get recognized, did not get nominated for Blackberry. He's really, really great in that movie um let's see jennifer lawrence is so fucking funny (laughs) and no hard feelings (laughs) i love her so much (laughs) it's a fearless performance not nothing that the academy would ever nominate but um, she was just having a good time She's great she yeah she was was, she's she's like i'm back guys Yeah. so you know i'm back um yeah um try to think if there's any anything else anything from you that you want to shout out nope I want to go to bed. <laughs> okay. Me too. <laughs> all we right. do this
1: for you, listener. Mm-hmm. But also we do this for us. But also me and I were going to do this anyway. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> You know, right before we started, I was like, Tatum, I'm really tired. This is going to be, needs to be a short episode. And here we are like almost an hour and a half. In. Yep. So, all right. We're going to make, make that it. We're going to call it a day.
1: So I'll just say real quick what we'll be talking about next week. Um, next week we will be talking about the movie Blind Spotting from 2018. I think it's 2018. So yeah, it's a great film that a lot of people haven't seen, um, but it's worth watching and worth talking about. So yeah, come back for Blind Spotting. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day or night or whatever. You do. To
1: enjoy this. the rest of your life
0: i don't know <laughs> yeah have a nice life oh, All right, okay. <laughs> but also come back and uh, listen to us again can you guys
1: nice tell life. that it's almost 11 30 p.m geneva's time and almost 10 30 p.m <laughs> my time we are delirious oh boy thanks for putting right. up with us everybody all right bye bye